everyone, this is Katie, and I'm here today to talk about some of the hottest topics in pop culture this week in a show I like to call Son of a Beach. So, I got a lot to say about the Grammys. The best of the best artists in music of 2022 attended this year's 65th Grammys Award show on Sunday. Held at the Crypto.com Arena, Trevor Noah returned to host the biggest night in music. With over 12.4 million viewers tuning into Sunday Ceremony, ratings for the program rose 30% from last year. The show, back at its usual home in the Crypto.com Arena in Los Angeles, reclaimed its ranking as music's biggest night with its best rating since 2020 per Nielsen data. Taylor Swift, Doja Cat, Harry Styles, Lizzo, Adele, Cardi B, Bad Bunny, Jennifer Lopez, and Beyonce were just a few of the star-studded celebrities at the ceremony. Before I talk about the awards, let's quickly talk about some of these outfits. So I want to take a quick moment and recognize Miss Taylor Swift, who like wore royal blue. She wore like a two-piece set from Roberto Cavalli. It was like a nice navy blue, sparkly. Literally, she looked like her album Midnight. And I really love this. She had like diamond earrings, like huge earrings to uh, accentuate the dress, which had like sparkles. I love this look. This was probably one of my favorites, to be honest. And I can't move on without talking about Lizzo. Oh my gosh. She had like three outfit changes, right? So she's stunned in this um, Dolce and Gabbana gown and cape, that orange look. It had like a lot of floral um, prints on the robe and then she came out with the dress and then she had like different outfit changes as well so i thought that was a serve another serve was bb rexa i know she wasn't really nominated or i don't think she was nominated for awards but she literally looked stunning like a 70s goddess she wore like this pink gown i'm not sure who the designer is but they accentuated her like body proportions because she's one of us she's a thick girl and she had these beautiful gold locks like they used to style like charlie angels that 70s shows like curl outward outwards curl and i love it she had like pink gloves to go with her gown i love it a 70s barbie as they would say some of the misses i would have to say you guys are not gonna like this but i didn't like harry styles red carpet look he looked like a quilt a a bedazzled quilt I mean, I enjoy him experimenting with outfits and things like that, but it's a hard miss. He looks like a blanket and you're about to like go to sleep. I do have to give a quick shout out to Anita who wore a 2003 Versace gown. She literally looks like the black swan and I love it. It looks feathered. It was like a long black gown with a train and the feathers. It just gave that black swan realness it was a big serve and i love it so much i love this look it's a good contrast from the red carpet we're so used to seeing like color 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 but i love i love seeing artists wear like black or like bold colors to the red carpet it was a great look and a great serve and i think that's one of my favorite outfits of the night besides taylor swift aside from looks a lot of history was made as well Actress and author Viola Davis won a Grammy for Best Audiobook Narration and Storytelling recording for her audiobook rendition of her memoir titled Finding Me, 
achieving the EGOT status. And for those who don't know, EGOT means Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony Awards. So she won all of those throughout her career. She is the 18th person and third Black woman to earn the title. That's awesome. I know she was snubbed for an Oscar this year, which doesn't still doesn't sit right with me, but I hope this makes up for it. She creates history no matter where she goes. And for her to be the third Black woman to achieve this title on Black History Month is a win. A win is a win. So let's go, Viola. The star of the night, Beyonce, won four Grammys, including Best Dance Electronic Album, putting her Grammy winning total at 32, the most any artist has received. The Break My Soul singer surpasses Hungarian-British conductor and composer Jorg Solti, who previously held the record at 31 awards. Earning her win of the 2023 Grammy for Best Pop Duo Group Performance, Kim Petras became the first openly transgender woman to win a Grammy and collaboration with Sam Smith's hit, Unholy. She said, I just want to thank all the incredible transgender legends performing who kicked these doors open for me so I could be here. Other big winners of the night included Kendrick Lamar for Best Rap Album, Lizzo for Record of the Year, Bad Bunny for Best Musica Urbana Album, and Harry Styles for Album of the Year. Now, I watched the Grammys beginning to end, and I thought it was going to be a certain way, and it, it totally caught me off guard. I knew Beyonce was going to win multiple Grammys and beat that record. We we knew that. We knew that was coming. But what I was not expecting coming was Harry Styles winning album of the year. You guys are going to hate me for this, but I don't agree with that. I think either Bad Bunny or Beyonce should have won that award. And I mean, I don't even have to explain myself. To be honest, I'm black, okay? And Bad Bunny has been so influential that I've listened to his album and his music for like the past two, three years. That's the amount of influence that man has on me right now, okay? He has people that don't speak the language learn the style of his music and the language. That's beautiful. Harry's style, don't get me wrong, as it was, is pretty solid, but that's one song out of the whole album. And I did enjoy Harry's house, but to be honest, as an album as a whole, I prefer Fine Line. Like, Fine Line has zero skips. From Golden all the way to To Be So Lonely to Adore You, come on, bro. And not that it matters, but Bad Bunny has been the most streamed artist on Spotify for three years in a row. That says a lot about his influence in music. And I don't know who this voting committee is, but they needed to take another look. You see, the thing I had the most issue with about Harry Styles winning this award is his acceptance speech. At some point when he accepted his award, whether it was for his pop performance Grammy or the album of the year, he stated that people like me don't get opportunities like this often. I'm just like, sir, people like you do get this opportunity often. It's people like Bad Bunny and, you know, other POC artists that don't get these opportunities. So that's all I have to say on that. Also, no comment on song of the year, but record of the year. Let's talk about Lizzo for a second winning record of the year. Oh my gosh, guys. Like, I am so happy for Lizzo. She deserves that for about damn time. It's literally about that time that she deserves those flowers. 
give her her flowers she just brings so much positivity into the music industry which is heavily needed right now more than ever she brings positivity and just good vibes overall in her music and i love that she gave tribute to beyonce during her speech how she skipped class in fifth grade to go see her in concert and things like that and she dedicated her award to prince for singing about positivity and it's good for her i'm so happy that's probably my highlight of the Grammys, to be honest. Also, I really did enjoy that 50 Years of Hip Hop tribute. That was awesome, seeing all the OGs, like Queen Latifah, Busta Rhymes, you know, mixed in with the newer generation, like Glorilla. And, you know, I just love seeing artists to get together like that. And it was a great tribute. Overall, I think the Grammys was pretty solid compared to the past few years. It could have been better if Silk Sonic decided to keep themselves nominated and, you know, Drake. Because I don't know if you guys know, but back in November, October, when the nominations first came out, Silk Sonic, Drake, amongst a couple other artists, withdrew themselves to give others a chance. I feel like they could have swept certain categories. But... I believe Beyonce deserved every win that she has. Lover or hater, Beyonce is one of the most influential, biggest artists of our time. She's very creative and very nitpicky on what she does. So when she releases music, you know it's going to be fire. She is going on tour soon. Her tickets went on sale on February 6th for pre-sale. And obviously they're scalped hella high. So I don't even know if I can even get a ticket now. But we will find a way. But I'm excited for the future of music this year. I know next year SZA is going to sweep. For sure. My girl for SOS, she is going to sweep. But let's talk about snubs real quick. Another snub. I think Taylor Swift was snubbed. Because no way she released Midnight. And the amount of impact that album had. Like, it's insane. So I'm surprised she didn't win I mean, album of the year for one. She at least should have been a top contender for album of the year. I know she went for best music video, which is nice, but she was a good sport. I saw her in the audience, like when the camera panned to her, she was just cheering on other people. I think she was having a good time regardless. But anywho, enough about music talk. And let's shift gears and go to the movies with Rosie. Hello everyone, welcome back to Going to the Movies with Rosie. I'm your host, Rosie. I'm excited to be back here at Son of a Beach. Thank you, Katie, for having me back and letting me create podcasts with you. It's so fun. Now, I'm sure you all know that the Oscar nominations are out. How do we feel about them? Do you agree with the nominations? Are there any snubs that you feel strongly about? I know many that are surprised that Nope isn't nominated for Best Picture. Well, tweet me on Twitter at Rosie Darko to let me know your thoughts. Now, the Oscars are coming up next month and I'll be talking about almost every Best Picture nomination leading up to the Academy Awards. The Oscars are my Super Bowl and it's my favorite time of the year and I am so excited for this one. Even though the Oscars are my favorite, there's still a lot of change and recognition that need to be made. The three movies I'll be talking about in today's podcast are Everything Everywhere All at Once, Tar, and Elvis. Also, don't worry about any spoilers. There will be a future podcast that will contain spoilers, but I'll give you a warning in case you haven't seen the films yet. I'm already saying this now. My pick for Bugs Picture is Everything Everywhere All at Once. 
when an interdimensional rupture unravels reality, an unlikely hero must challenge her newfound powers to fight bizarre and bewildering dangers from the multiverse as the fate of the world hangs in the balance. I swear, if this movie wins, I'm going to jump up and cry. No other movie made me feel the way I did when I watched this one. It made me feel emotions that I never expected to have while watching a movie. I'm so glad it's been back in theaters for a couple weeks now. This is a movie you're gonna regret if you don't see it in the big screen. There are so many fun, witty, and extravagant scenes that you couldn't ever imagine watching and everything works so well together. The scenes are crafted perfectly and shows us new meanings to life. It also shows us how the little things can oftentimes mean the most and shouldn't be overlooked. What I love about this movie is the meaning at the end of it. It's so simple, yet two people can look at it from a different perspective. But when you think about it, why make things more difficult for yourself? Michelle Yeoh and Ki Hui Kwan were a perfect match for this movie. Shout out to my friend Michelle, who was named after the actress. Woo, Michelle! <laughs> One thing you have to know about this film is that it was edited on Adobe Premiere Pro during the COVID-19 lockdown, and the program's project sharing function was able to send files to, to the directors. Isn't that so cool? I mean, we learned how to use the program here at, at Cal State Long Beach, and it's used to edit Beach TV News, the university's student-run newscast. Ha! <laughs> I was part of the program. I loved it. Once you see the film, you're going to wonder how they were able to piece everything together, especially on a program that you can use right now. Now, when I first saw the poster for Tar, I immediately had Whiplash vibes with J.K. Simmons and Miles Teller. That movie was intense. But with Tar, it's almost the complete opposite. Renowned musician Lydia Tarr is days away from recording the symphony that will elevate her career. When all elements seem to conspire against her, Lydia's adopted daughter Petra becomes an integral emotional support for her struggling mother. While you can see the intensity in Whiplash, you can feel it in Tarr. The main character is played by Kate Blanchett, and she intimidates everyone that isn't at her level. You can see the fear in everyone's eyes, and it feels like they try not to make any sudden moves in front of her. This psychological drama takes you into Lydia's life while you experience her life being destroyed right in front of your eyes because of cancer culture. She comes off as pretentious and tries to keep up with anyone that knows more than her, something she's not used to. The cinematography in this movie is beautiful. There are many interesting angles and shots that take the film in another direction. Another movie that has amazing shots is Elvis with Austin Butler. And I've been a fan of Baz Luhrmann since I saw Moulin Rouge back in high school. When I found out he was making an Elvis movie, I was so excited. Luhrmann's extravagant movie edits have a signature style that no other director has. I honestly think that Butler made a great Elvis and I was impressed. Thank you everyone for listening to the podcast today. Stay tuned for more. I'll catch you guys next time. Thank you, Rosie. Before I head out and wait for Rihanna to perform at the halftime show at the Super Bowl, I want to show my gratitude to everyone at the Daily 49er for giving me the platform to share pop culture news and everything in between on a bigger scale. Lastly, I just want to say thank you for listening. This has been Katie here. See you next time on Son of a Bee.